Hi, and welcome to The Full Bloom Project, a body-positive parenting podcast dedicated to promoting emotional wellness in our children and health at every size for the whole family. Each week, we speak with extraordinary experts and distill everything from scholarly research to self-help books into accessible and digestible daily parenting practices. We're your hosts, Leslie Block and Zoe Bisbing both New York City-based adolescent eating disorder psychotherapists and mothers of two, here to help you help your children fully bloom. The Full Bloom Podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Pitch in to keep this podcast going strong so that you and your care providers can help your children fully bloom. To learn more about how you can support us, please visit fullbloomproject.com slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. As a patron of the podcast, you will gain access to the complete A to Z Guide to Body Positive Parenting. This interactive and downloadable guide contains a wealth of content, including research and resources to help you put the fundamentals of body positive parenting into action, as well as practical daily tips. Again, this complete A to Z guide to body positive parenting is now an exclusive benefit to our patrons. To learn more about sponsoring us and supporting the Full Bloom podcast, please visit fullbloomproject.com slash Patreon. So welcome to episode number 26 of the Full Bloom podcast, which marks the beginning of our 2019 summer sessions. Today, we're going to let you in on some of the exciting developments over at the Full Bloom Project. We're going to bring you up to speed on some changes we're implementing to maximize the sustainability of the podcast. We're going to talk about the various ways you can get more involved in our body positive parenting community and give you a taste of our body positive parenting speaking engagements. We've got a lot to cover, so here we go. Yes, here we go. So as you could probably tell from our new intro, the Full Bloom podcast is now going to be officially sponsored by you and us. (laughs) It may not come as a surprise to learn that this has been quite a labor of love and an expensive one and a valuable one to us, both professionally and personally. And we are determined to keep this going. And we've gotten so much incredible feedback that it's been a valuable resource for parents and care providers alike. And so we are using Patreon, which is a wonderful platform, to help keep the Full Bloom podcast going and also to gather as a community around this podcast. There are so many of you out there that have said that you want to support in some way. And the best way right now is to really join us and be a part of this in a more active way. Yes, and that's set up so you can join in two different types of tiers. You can sponsor us um, on a $5 a month level, and you will get the complete volume one of the ABCs of Body Positive Parenting, which uh, will now be a full book of all 26 letters 
of the alphabet that we covered in season one. And if you're familiar with those individual guides, which you um, may have received every week by being part of our email list, those are interactive, and which means you can click on all the links and they'll take you to some of the resources that we've referenced in the podcast and also just related resources that relate to that letter and the topic that we spoke about in that podcast episode, as well as the research that we either referenced or is related. Yeah. And we are also going to offer a premium tier, which will be a $10 a month subscription. And that's going to entitle you not just to the volume one of the ABCs of Body Positive Parenting, our A to Z guide from this past season, but also to all future seasons upcoming. You know, our intention is to continue this. Uh, there's a wealth of knowledge out there and we're determined to distill it for you. So for that uh, premium subscription, you'll be entitled to just more and more as it comes. There will also be throughout the season, season two, um, and maybe even in the summer sessions, some little benefits and perks that we'll be providing to our Patreons at different levels as we create them and they become available, including likely a free ticket to one of our courses mm -hmm. um, that we are still in the midst of developing. And we'll give you a little sneak peek today of what it feels like to be in one of our courses. Yeah. And before we get into that, I know we're, we're excited to share a little bit about uh, what we've been doing this summer and, and, and give you a taste, like Leslie said. We want to introduce the 2019 summer sessions, which is going to occur over the next eight weeks. So keep tuning in. We're not going away. We've decided instead of a hiatus to curate a summer session for everyone. And over the next eight weeks, you'll hear a combination of mini episodes, including today's, as well as some reruns of our three most popular podcasts. And finally, a special season two preview that will air later this summer. Yes. So we do want to also, we're really excited about the summer sessions. We've already recorded two of them, and this is our third that mm -hmm. we're recording right now in Seattle, Washington. And we are here in Seattle, Washington, because the podcast um, created an opportunity for us to start speaking. And we are speaking right now at the National Hemophilia Foundation Inhibitor Summit. Um, we've had a chance to do this, and we've it's allowed us to really distill what body positive parenting is um, in an hour and a half to two hour format. Yeah. And it's, it was, it's been a great opportunity to bring body positive parenting to a community that we didn't know a whole lot about. Like Leslie was saying, the National Hemophilia Inhibitor Summit speaks to uh, individuals that are living with hemophilia with an inhibitor, which is a very specific type of medical condition. And so it allowed us to apply body positive parenting to a community that really needs it. And it's allowed us to flex our muscles around public speaking, which has been 
pretty fantastic, actually. And uh, through another channel, we we dipped our toe in some consulting as well. So we, we were doing a Pacific Northwest tour in less than 48 hours. Yesterday, we were at Nike headquarters. And though we can't speak too explicitly about what's going on there, we had an opportunity to consult with their children's apparel line uh, because coming down the pike next year, they're going to be launching some very exciting stuff that has me very excited about the direction Nike's heading in and their interest in really making all kids in all bodies, shapes, and sizes feel included and feel inspired to move. Yes, yeah, so that's really allowed us the combination of presenting and consulting to take our work out into the world in a different way than our podcast, although we love our podcast and we have learned that we have learned so much this year from recording our podcast and really speaking to the experts that you've heard this season. And we want to share a little bit of what it's like to be um, either a recipient of our consulting work or a, a participant in one of our breakout sessions. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to do the just a, a little bit from the – we'll take it from the top. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with just thinking about the word body positivity itself. We've been throwing it around a lot. Um, it's really the name and the kind of the title of our podcast. Um, and we want first for you to actually think about what this means to you. Where else have you heard this term? What are the images that come to mind when you think about body positivity? What is what is it saying to you? Mm -hmm. and take a moment to think about that. In our groups, we've had our uh, small groups kind of think about this together. Um, and then what we did was we pulled the Wikipedia definition because we thought it was, it was pretty good. <laughs> and I'm going to read it to, to everyone right now. So according to Wikipedia, body positivity is a social movement rooted in the belief that all human beings should have a positive body image while challenging the ways in which society presents and views the physical body. The movement advocates the acceptance of all bodies, no matter the form, size, or appearance. And what we realized is that, you know, body positivity has frustrated some people and also doesn't always fit. We really learned that in our XY episode, sorry, in our Z episode, that some terms may not fit for all types of, of individuals and all types of bodies. And so we wanted to think about how, you know, body positivity, and this is kind of why we started the podcast, it's kind of been co-opted in the media and by companies in order to sell products, um, or it's been misinterpreted to suggest solely feeling good and confident in one's body rather than representing the term's original radical significance for people who are marginalized for their body size. We also kind of got the sense that these terms are used in order to be inclusive of people with disabilities and the transgender community and who may find that the messages that advocate for loving their bodies do not quite 
apply to their lived experience. So we wanted to look for some other terms. Yeah, and through uh, a lot of these conversations, we stumbled upon two terms, one body neutrality, one body liberation. And body neutrality emphasizes a stance of neutral, non-judgmental acceptance rather than feeling quote unquote positive about or loving one's body. For some people, the phrasing of body positivity implies needing to approve of and regularly focus on one's body. Whereas body neutrality emphasizes a mindful acceptance of bodies as they are, focusing on their function rather than devoting energy to either positive or negative feelings about one's appearance. And body neutrality came up in our Z episode in particular, where the doctors we spoke with reminded us that folks that identify as transgender or gender nonconforming may experience something like gender dysphoria, where body positivity is just not the point. And so we put forth body neutrality as something you can kind of swap out body positivity for if that fits you. And then also body liberation, which emphasizes that loving one's body should not be a goal in a world where bodies experience different levels of privilege and oppression. It highlights the need for inclusion of marginalized voices and confrontation of issues like racism, sizeism, ageism, and ableism in conversations about bodies. So we really want you, while we use the term body positive parenting, we want you and body positivity, we want you as listeners to know that we welcome you to choose which term works best for you and to know that that's our intention. Um, we do need to pick one and we've decided body positivity works um, enough, but we want to be inclusive and we want to let you pick which works for you. Yeah, and that's, that's really important, this idea that you can choose um, and that it's going to be personal depending on even where you are in your life. It, it's fluid. Uh, but like Leslie said, we had to choose one, and so you're going to continue hearing body positive parenting, but sub in neutrality or liberation if that's if that's what you feel. So next, we we're just going to define body positive parenting, which we talk a whole lot about on this podcast. Would you like to do the honors, Leslie, of reading our definition? Yeah. So we've defined body positive parenting as a parenting philosophy that proposes research informed methods which aim to most effectively use the family and community environment to promote self-esteem and positive body image in children. And as you know from our opening, every, every time we, we air a podcast, it incorporates research, scholarly research, from a variety of different fields, including child and adolescent psychology, eating disorder prevention, pediatric nutrition, and something that we hope to talk even more about in the coming season, health at every size. Yes, and I think that term health at every size, you will be starting to hear a lot more about from us because we realized in, in starting to present and consult that this is really the base, um, the foundation on which we are asking people to stand and parent from that perspective. And so you may not even, you may have listened to almost all the episodes. I think we've really only talked about health at every size, maybe on two specifically. I still can't believe that. It's so interesting to me because it's like literally in our opening and yet we 
And we've taken a lot of research from that that field. But yeah, we, we're going to do better. We're going to talk much more explicitly about this. Yes, we aim to do better. And the reason why we want to do that is because we feel that it's the answer to the body positive problems that we're working on solving, that it's really the solution. And before we start talking about health at every size, which we will do in future episodes, we're not going to do today, but we will let you know that there are some great resources out there um, that you can connect to before we necessarily have a podcast about it. We want to talk about really the problems, the problems that we've seen, um, and we've kind of distilled them into what we're calling the trifecta. Yes, the Um, trifecta. And we're going to name these terms right now, and I want you to just think based on our podcast that you've listened to and maybe your own knowledge, professional knowledge, or other podcasts you've listened to or you're reading, what these might be. So the first is diet culture. So take a minute to just think about what is diet culture? What is it? Yes, whether or not you listened to our diet culture episode with Dr. Rachel Rogers. The next one is, well, we're going to call it appearance ideal. Right. We started out with thin ideal, which I think um, there's reasons we started out with that because in – We have an episode called Thin Ideal, and we really do feel that that was a measurable, it's something that's been measured in the research, but we really, when we started talking about the Thin Ideal, we realized that that's not inclusive enough, and that it's really appearance ideals, and um, in the XY episode, the boys episode, it really, you know, our, our presenters really talked about, our researchers really talked about how the ideals are different in boys um, and men, and that they, they still have very severe implications to um, really severe problems that we're working on solving with body positivity. So let's think about that, appearance ideals. And then the third is weight stigma, which was one of our episodes as well. It's our W in the A to Z guide. So we've got diet culture, thin ideal, weight stigma. And we want you to think about this. Have you heard these terms? If so, what do you think they mean? And most importantly, how do you think they might be related to body positivity? So let's start with diet culture, which as a definition, we're going to use the working definition of it's a system of beliefs and ideals which equate thinness with health and virtue and tells us a person's value is tied to body size. Appearance ideals we're going to define as the culturally accepted image of an idealized body as in women's case, thin and slender. In men's case, probably, well, kind of bulky, Muscular, more right. defined muscular. Muscular defined, yeah. Like we're gonna have like kind of Barbie and GI Joe, but you can have your own. Right. These are not static definitions. No. These are we want to start thinking about how we live in this world, and these things kind of exist and are very sneaky in our everyday lives. And what we've noticed about presenting is that. 
they keep coming up. They keep coming up in, in how we're starting to talk about how can we teach body positivity? How can we parent body positivity? And what happens is these things just keep getting in the way. They keep getting mm-hmm. in the way, this, this culture. And one of our favorite podcasters, Christy Harrison, who we're really excited, will be featured on in season two. Yes, and Christy actually deserves some credit for helping us with our working definition of diet culture. She's got a great article on her website and a blog about diet culture. So just credit to Christy. Um, She talks a lot about diet culture. She also talks a lot about how it's really been um, kind of transformed into wellness culture and how this this culture we live in really equates wellness now, you know, green juices and intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting, keto, that's the current trend. These are the current trends. We know from growing up um, that there were different trends Mm -hmm. that diet culture started. I was just talking to my husband the other day and he was remembering, you know, there was this this like jiggly thing that um, people used to do at the gym, like this jiggle machine. (laughs) So ridiculous. It's funny now, you know, but that was like, that was the thing. That was the thing thing to try to change your body. And this is really all we just, I just want you to think about it. We want you to think about how so much of our media and exposure and just walking down the street is about, you know, how do we become healthier? How do we change our bodies to be better or more virtuous? And, right, this idea that thinness equals virtue or fitness equals virtue, health equals virtue, and And fat equals bad. That's going to weight stigma, which is the negative attitudes directed toward individuals who are perceived to have excess body weight. And as we talked about in our W episode about weight stigma with um, Dr. Rebecca, who did we have for that, for weight stigma? Was it Rebecca Pearl or or Rebecca Poole? That is true. We had a Rebecca Poole. We had two Rebeccas that were really talking about both. Actually, weight stigma was Pearl. Rebecca Pearl, Dr. Pearl from UPenn. And and, And she talked a lot about how this is also something that gets internalized so that it's not just the attitudes we have towards others in larger bodies, but the attitudes that people in larger bodies or perceived to have larger bodies have towards themselves. And that's the fat bigger equals bad. Yeah. And I think that it's easy to just talk about this, but what we've noticed in in our consultations and in our presentations is that we really need to, it keeps coming up in these tricky forms and a and, and you really need to f- notice how it's coming up for you. So the first way that I see it creeping up is today. We were talking with a, a father um, who shared, you know, my son is 10 and he started to put on weight and he's, st- and he's starting to be bothered by it. He doesn't want to be bigger than he is. And right there is the question, why? Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to be bigger? And we understand we're living in a culture right now. We don't want to 
villainize the person who doesn't want to be bigger, but we want to stop people in their tracks right now and ask, why? Right, why? Why is it that you don't want to be bigger? Why is it that bigger means something to be avoided? And oftentimes you hear, well, I don't want my child to be unhealthy. Or as an individual, I don't want to be unhealthy. And that is, again, what Leslie is saying, like slowing it down and saying, ah, wait a minute, we have to separate these things. We have to separate body shape and size from health. And we're not going to get into that today, um, but that is really what in our presentations we kind of get to and really try to point a finger at diet culture, which is, again, going back to the trifecta, this culture that it is a system of beliefs and ideas, and we're all living in it. And as we referenced today, one of our podcast guests from this past season, Heidi Schauster, said, we're all swimming in the same soup. I love it. I'm going to just always quote her because I think it's true. Like, we're all in it. And so it's really important to not shame or blame any of us for living in it and for even having some of the thoughts that we have in it because we're, we're products of it. And at the same time, given what we know from the research and just, you know, what we're talking about week after week here, we can do better. We can. Well, this is where we've realized that our mission at the Full Bloom Project is really a social justice mission. And really, it's about weight stigma and destigmatizing body size. So when we think about that, the reason why someone doesn't want to be bigger is because of weight stigma and because of weight bias. The belief that or just the feeling that it's just better to not be big. It's just, uh, it's just protective. Um, it just means I'm healthier. It just means I won't be picked on. It just means I won't be judged for eating something. It just means I won't, I will be allowed to go to go into a store and pick out whatever clothes I want. And I just rather that because the other thing is so uncomfortable. And one of the things that I'll add, and we and we really have tried to make clear to everyone in our breakout sessions that we've spoken to is. Like, of course you have these desires. Of course you want to avoid weight stigma. Of course you want your child to not be ostracized and bullied. These are real harsh realities of our world and of our diet culture. And we have to validate that desire to want more privilege, right, and to have less suffering. But part of what we're trying to do is simultaneously validate that and then also help people understand the limitations and sometimes even the perils and risks associated with pursuing something like body modification or weight loss or just participating in diet culture. And so, yeah, the trifecta. Yes. And, and kind of the goal of the podcast is, is to really help everyone stop participating in it and step outside of it. Step outside of it and allow your child and ourselves to fully bloom without being encumbered by diet culture, parents' ideals, and weight stigma. It's clearly a challenge 
And that's why we have tried to create so many resources for our listeners every week to feel supported in this. And we also understand that we need a community to do this because it's not the norm. And when you're working outside of the norm, you need you need like-minded people to keep you going. Right. You need that community and that united front. So let's just end with this thinking, this think session with yourself while you're walking on the street listening to this or in your car and really asking you to think about how has diet culture or thin ideal or weight stigma or all three of these things affected you or your loved ones. So that's our show. We would love to hear any reactions or questions that came up during this episode or season one. Please send us an email at info at fullbloomproject.com or comment on our Instagram. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts so more people can find the podcast. And of course, please consider supporting the podcast through becoming a patron. And again, that website that you can uh, visit is fullbloomproject.com slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Thank you all for listening and remember to tune back in next time for more body positive parenting wisdom.